Hello everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Bitcoin Focus Show. Today, we're focusing on Ran Munir. You know him from CNBC Africa. He was on the This Week in Bitcoin show back in December of 2017. I'm including this because he appeals to a lot of 80 percenters and it's, it's good to see what the 80 percenters eat up, okay? What they want to hear, what they want to know. Uh, this is, Ran delivers to the 80 percenters. He's got a, a big TV show there on CNBC Africa and he talks about the next Bitcoin and blockchains are for more than money, for all sorts of gimmicks and Bcash and altcoins. Ansel Lindner and Rodolfo Novak are also on the show and they get in some legendary words that I include. There's some moments of holding in there. So Rand is going to do what Rand is going to do. He was actually quite new to, uh, new to cryptocurrency and Bitcoin at this time. The show, his show was pretty new. It was only a few months old. Uh, but it is, uh, uh, it's an interesting flashback. You can learn. You can hear about he mentions ICOs. Enjoy it. It's just eight minutes. Pound that like button. See ya. So look, I must say, uh, I don't really listen too much to the South African market. I mean, the show is produced in South Africa. Um, ironically, the show is watched out of South Africa much more than it's watched in South Africa. Um, mm. but I, I'm not going to call it for the next week or two, because I think, I mean, to call the Bitcoin dominance for the next week or two is just silly. But I think if you look at it 12 months from now, the Bitcoin dominance, in my opinion, cannot remain anywhere near 50%, 50%. And I have a very good backing for that. If we take a look at the technology, which is blockchain technology, and we use all the different use cases of, of blockchain, we have Bitcoin, which has one and maybe arguably two use cases, one being a store of value, um, two being a, a programmable digital asset, and three maybe being a, a currency, if you want to insult it. Uh, it's certainly not a currency at this stage. But when you, take, when you take those three use cases and you combine them and you put those against all the use cases that are being built around things like Ethereum, et cetera, et cetera, um, it doesn't make sense that one player is going to maintain a 50% plus market dominance. It, it just wouldn't make sense. It would, it would be like being at the beginning of the internet and saying that AOL would maintain uh, an internet dominance of 50% plus. It, it's simply not logical. That said, I'm not sure that the, that the dominance will decrease because the Bitcoin price decreases. I just think that there'll be more investment into the space, particularly into other altcoins, um, and that will drive the Bitcoin dominance down, but the total market cap up. What Rand said, the Rand thinks that there's, you know, in a year's time, there, there might be another, another a coin might join Bitcoin up there, not as the number one, but cut down on the dominance uh, seriously, do you think that's? Do you think Bcash and Ethereum are going to wreak havoc again? Or I don't think it's going to be Bcash and Ethereum. I think it's going to be a combination of a lot of good altcoins. A good. I, I, I completely disagree. Okay, that's I, what I. Uh, I, I think uh, you know this is the beautiful of like store of values. It's kind of a winner takes all. You know, you have gold, and then you see all the other metals, right? Sort of. It's it's just that. Markets don't like to spread the risk, which is very weird, but it, they don't. So they find one thing and that one thing has the compounding effect, 
right? And and that's where you try to make your money. And then everything else just trails down at least one to 10 or one to 20 below that. Uh, I, I really think that Bitcoin is going to have this dominance for a long time. Is that forever? I don't know. But with all the stuff that's coming to Bitcoin, there's not going to be a reason for half of these altcoins to exist anymore. <laughs> hmm. I'm very scared. I'm very scared to name names of okay. altcoins. Um, look, one that excites me, but I'm not a big fan of uh, one, one that has had a run, but I'm not a very big fan of is IOTA. Yeah, oh. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a huge fan. I, I bought IOTA very early. I sold IOTA at about $1. But it seems I made a very big mistake. But, um, you know, if, if, if they are doing what they claim they are doing and their technology can do what their technology claims that their technology can do, then they may have something. Now, my personal belief is that the market price has no correlation to the technology whatsoever. Um, but, I'm not, but I do believe that someone somewhere is going to create something. Another one which I've got my eye on is uh, Cardano, ADA, um, which is, an, which is an, it's had a great run. I mean, we bought them for our fund at uh, 2.5 cents. I think today they're trading at about 10 or 11 cents. Um, th that's another one which I'm quite, which I'm quite bullish on. And uh, unlike the other guys, I do believe that there are a lot of people that are doing a lot of great things on Ethereum. I think Ethereum has its own problems. I think scalability is the major problem that Ethereum has. But Ethereum, there are, I mean, I was at DevCon, there were 2,000 or 2,500 of the smartest people I'd ever met, all working on Ethereum-related applications. Let's break the discussion actually into two discussions. Um, the first discussion is a technology discussion, and the second discussion is a market price discussion. And we should put them into different rooms because they are unrelated. There is no correlation today between the technology and the price except in my mind for two bitcoin and ethereum mm. the only two where i can say that there may be a correlation between the technology and the price for I, all the I, other ones everything is driven by by greed and speculation and money coming in and trying to make much more money to make the same returns that people got on bitcoin people who bought in 08 09 2010 and they're doing it, they think they've missed the run in Bitcoin. And so what they're doing is they're trying to find the next Bitcoin by investing in an altcoin. Yeah, I, I agree with you that Bitcoin is fulfilling its promise. <clears throat> I do wait to see whether the Lightning Network will solve. I know it solves scalability. I don't know if it solves it to the extent that you can use Bitcoin instead of fiat. I, I just wanted to understand, you know, whether, whether you guys, um, how opposed to, bit, to Bitcoin Cash, you guys are. I think I, I must say I think uh, Bitcoin has fulfilled on its promise, and and I don't think anyone can dispute that. But I think that we mustn't discount that there may be other players in the market that are going to fulfill other needs. And uh, I, I mean, since we all got Bitcoin Cash almost for free, I mean, it, it, I think those of us that held it, and and uh, I, I must be honest, when it did go down to three and four hundred dollars, I bought a whole lot more. Um, and I've made a fantastic, fantastic return out of it. Oh, I'm I think there's two levels to holding. Level one is uh, holding on a dip, you know, like say a 40 or 50% correction. And then level two is holding on a spike, a 500% spike. If you can hold in a 500% spike or even a thousand percent spike, uh, you are, you know, you're a master Bitcoin holder at that point.
Strong hand. Strong hand. Okay, how about you, Rand? Have you have you been hearing about people saying, "Oh, I wish I would have held on the more. I'd be a, a billionaire now." <laughs> what do you mean? I, I'm putting up my hand and I'm saying that I do have those regrets. Oh. Uh, I have two. I have uh, I have three regrets. I think my first regret is that I had a whole lot of Bitcoin and that I sold them on the way up, which obviously in hindsight is probably the worst thing that I could have done. The second thing that I did was I cashed in Bitcoins to buy some ICOs in the ICO hype. And uh, never will those, bit, will those ICOs be at the same price as those Bitcoins. Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you one story. I cashed in 25 Bitcoins at 4,000 US dollars to buy $100,000 of an ICO, which I bought. The, the 25 Bitcoins today are worth, uh, well, work it out, 25 times whatever the current price is, 14, 15,000. And the ICO is still trading at $100,000. Yeah, it's so you've you missed out on. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say people buy and hold hold on to that Bitcoin. That, that that was a beautiful conclusion. Pound that like button, everyone. Be careful of those flavor of the week altcoin guru type of people.